Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Good morning and welcome to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial and Services. I'm Trent Hayes from the Roby Family of Companies. We are your host, Trent. It is Sunday morning, 9 to 10. We're always here on Sunday mornings from 9 to 10. Are you sure it's Sunday? I'm, see, now you're asking me to tell a lie. It's not really Sunday, but when this I didn't occurred, ask you to tell a lie. I just <laughs> asked you a question. It's actually Tuesday in our world. You, you're not supposed to lie, Patrick. I, I agree. Only thing you should lie is a rug. <laughs> you have been reading Scarlet's uh, joke books. Dad jokes, man. I hear you. I just uh, I, I I scurried down Wilkinson, met Reagan. I called Reagan. I said I don't have time to m- go off of the corridor. She brought Ford out. We got, we both had our first haircut in over two months. I got and you. And now I don't have any hair. Yeah. I, I didn't have any hair before. I don't know who I was kidding. You're looking tight. <laughs> But uh, we got our haircuts beside each other, and Ford's barber said, "How long has it been since he's had he's had a haircut?" I said, "You cut his hair last." He said, "Man, how many hairs I heads I cut a day?" I said, "I I do understand." I was like, "But you did cut it last." No man, give give him a break. Give him a break. Um, (laughs) What I was just talking about how long it had been since I was trying to save. I'm trying to double up. Haircuts are expensive these days. (laughs) Hey, if you double it up, you. Cutting them in half, back like it used to be. Just looking shaggy for a little while. Yeah, I think that's gonna be my excuse. My my barber back in the day, Sedgefield Barbershop, old old Reese Starnes. Yep. He'd say, "You can't go longer than three weeks now. You gotta look good for these appointments." I said, "Man, you just trying to hustle me." <laughs> He's trying to get you on a haircut. And then I realized his fee was a quarter of the price to what I pay today. God bless you, Mister Starnes. We paying about nine bucks. No. 12. I, I thought he was high. He was 15. Ooh. Made me give him a $10 tip. Goodness gracious. Good. <laughs> they don't cost 15 anymore. Walk yeah. out of there feeling skinny. <laughs> it, it is a good weight loss plan. <laughs> Do you get a neck massage when you get your hair cut? A uh, head massage. Really? Yeah. But I can't. I mean, I, I have the same, I have the same uh, lady, Kyle, has been cutting my hair for a long time. She become a good friend. I like talking to old Kyle. She's good. She Give taught you how, has she taught you how to do a good head massage? Uh, no, no. I guess I could take some notes. I mean, I'm five dollars for ten minutes, <laughs> or at least that's that's what I'm trying to negotiate with my kids. Yeah, I was about to say I had some of those similar negotiations. Piper said day. I won't do it. No, I'm, I don't go below a dollar a minute. <laughs> yeah. I said you running. You, you don't have any business in this house. <laughs> <laughs> what is she, electrician or something? That's about to go. No, it's probably more than that. But uh, goodness gracious! Yeah, it. Uh, we have similar negotiations in, in, my, in the McIsaac household. I understand. I'm, I'm trying to teach these kids business. Yeah. And then I was talking to my barber, and he was talking about his son because his son cuts hair in the same shop. Ballard's over in Belmont. Give him a little, give him a little clips, old school feel yep. to it. Except you, you, you get a. HELOC, that's a home equity line of credit to pay your barber bill. Uh, but uh, his son wasn't there. His son cuts my hair some, and I, and I, he's 20, 21, 
and I said, how's he doing? He said, good. He said, he's still playing a lot of golf. He said, I told him he needs to start saving up a little more, stop playing so much golf. But I told him, I said, The Wealthy Barber by yeah. David Chilton is a you book I read book. when yep. I was 18. Uh, one of my principal books. Uh, we talk often on here. My mom heard on Bob and Sherry's one of those books uh, to let your kids read. And uh, I still, I think I have a signed copy of myself in my in my office. <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> we have, we have David, <laughs> David Chilton didn't sign it. Trent Hastings signed it. I, I, I was trying to. I didn't know if you like misspoke there. I was I, I was speechless, which doesn't happen very often to me. I can usually gab. Pretty Put it well. this way: I didn't tell the barber I was going to bring you my book. I didn't know if you mean it's got my markups in it from when I was eighteen. Got it. Maybe someday Ford will care about that. Got I don't know. I got it. Understood. Understood. <laughs> I think. Uh, well, let's talk about the show a little bit today. Well, did I tell you I went to Gatlinburg last weekend? Uh, it, we're going to talk about you going oh, to Gatlinburg wow. last weekend. <laughs> <laughs> what is going oh, on here today? I'm messing with Pete. No, Pete Kilwell's coming on the I show. Know. You never, you never want to talk about our guest in the four minute segment of the first segment. We're at five minutes, but uh, Pete, Pete's excited. He's over here grinning like he just, uh, like he just made a quarter. Either that, or he's thinking like, "What did I just get myself into?" I feel like I would really like to know what's going through the heads of our guests after having making them endure the. Okay, first okay, public listening audience, I want y'all to know, <laughs> Christian McCall, our our boss lady, sets it all up with Pete. Pete's a good friend of mine, and she says, "Hey, one o'clock, you know, to two o'clock." Oh and yeah, here it comes. And he sends an email and says, "Hey, what time should I be there?" I said, "Be there at one o one," and then I'm I'm riding Smart. by the drop. My son Smart. back off with the ski ball head. He just got <laughs> scalped, and, and, and Kidwell calls me. It takes me like thirty seconds to figure out how to use my my phone hands free and all that. Then I finally get him. He says, "Man, they won't let me in here with Locked without down. you." I said, "Uh, it's twelve thirty-seven. <laughs> I think I said one oh one. He said, "I thought you were kidding." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I do not kid, Pete. Uh, but anyway, we got to go to Gatlinburg. Kid, Pete, kid. Okay, keep yeah. going. We got to go to Gatlinburg. All right. uh, one of my lifetime best friends, Shane Rideout, Shane Sawyer, uh, lives down in Florida, worked his way through Maersk, um, big CFO, CFO of Sealand for a while, and, and now he's uh, CFO of a, a big old conglomerate international company dude is yeah dude's done well heard you talk best about, yeah. best homie from high school has done that route and done it well and uh he has five kids and i have five kids and he rented a big old house and we bunked house and his brother came with one kids we had 11 kids and we had a good time it's just wholesome fun gatlinburg Let, tennis. 11 kids you go right house. you go to gatlinburg you go left you go to pigeon forge which one you want you want go-karts or axes chair lifts or <laughs> Margaritas. <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. You all amped up today. I'm excited. I know you are. I love it. Uh, Pete Kidwell with Beacon Partners. When we return, going to drop some real estate and some OG knowledge on us. <laughs> Thanks for listening to At Home with Roby. Welcome back at home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial and Services. I'm Trent Hayson from the Roby family of companies. Lots of energy. If you missed the first segment, go back, podcast it. You can look it up on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Have we ever opened without energy? Never. Never. 
I think there's one thing guaranteed on the at home with Roby Street. You're going to get some energy. <laughs> it's going to get exciting. I was talking to my buddy earlier and he said, if we could bottle up the energy of my grandkids, we wouldn't need to do real estate anymore. We'd just, <laughs> we'd be super rich. I was like, yeah. I was a real hyper kid, believe it or not. And would sell uh, Red Bull. Hyper adult. Yeah. People used to always say, people, oh, he's talking. People used to always say, man, how, how do you have all this energy? Oh, my God. And now I see it through my kids. Uh, they're, yeah. even, they're even more hyper than me, Pete. No, it's hard to believe. <laughs> that one doesn't fall far from the tree. I think they call that Red Bull. I haven't drank any Red Bull I today. I haven't either. And, so. and who, the other voice that sounds way more eloquent than we do is Pete Kidwell. Pete, welcome to the show, sir. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. You Man, you're doing good. I like your <laughs> smile. He's all excited. He came real early. We talking jump behind his back. He couldn't say anything. Pete, yeah. you a young man. I am uh, 33. 33. Yes, oh, sir. my goodness. And the first couple times we met and hung out, I never asked your age. I just assumed you were old like me. That's because uh, all my hair is falling out. So <laughs> I haven't been to your $15 barber in, uh, in many years. So you just gotta, get that, yeah. You went on the, you went on the bit, invest in overhead, and then you don't ever have to do it again for a long time. That's right. I got a nice pair of clippers. Yep. Do it myself. Are they Peanut brand? What brand? Um, I couldn't even tell you. Come the brand. on, Some, yeah. someone off Amazon. There you go. Yeah. You can buy anything on Amazon now. That's right. <laughs> it, it, get it, six packages a day every time. That's come home. I know. It never yeah. ceases to amaze me how much we talk about hair on this radio show. <laughs> it comes up like three times a month. Yeah. I mean, it's that's almost every show. It's crazy. I, mean, I would I would say that's like eighty percent of the shows if I'm doing math. <laughs> we do math in our head, don't we, Pete? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Bar napkin math. Yeah. Yeah. So, Pete, thank you for being here. Uh, where are you from? I'm originally from Warrenton, Virginia, which is a, a small town that today is probably uh, considered a, a suburb of D.C., but when I was growing up, it was a little bit more rural. So it's, it's part of that area that's, that's getting caught up in the sprawl. But I grew up on 14 acres. You know, neighbors had horses and, and pigs. Oh, and you know, Some of my, my land that my family owned was wooded and some wasn't. So grew up kind of on a, a farming did rural you, environment. Did you have a dirt bike? I did not. Uh, my, my dad was all against all the ATVs, but a lot of my friends did. So, well, I, I didn't I, ask about an ATV. Yeah. I asked about a dirt bike. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Dang. <laughs> I rode a dirt bike a couple times. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. And did you did your family have a garden? Um, nothing really to speak of. No. Okay. I mean, we, had, we had tomatoes, but nothing nothing outside of that. Got it. Yeah. There you go. Reagan likes a good tomato. Yeah, yeah. we we I'll have to bring you some tomatoes. We're, we got a little tomato garden at the home. I what it deals with. If we had a tomato bush, I think Knox be peeing on it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, One of we, those hyper kids, right? He not I mean, this dude, I got to say, this dude's three, and we were sitting on the deck in the mountains Gosh. in Gatlinburg, and he comes out of the house to pee off the deck. Like, <laughs> golly, he's raising them right. <laughs> mm. I was proud. That was a proud dad moment. I even think Reagan was proud of that. <laughs> uh I mean, you can't make it all the way to the outhouse. All right, so you grew up in Virginia, and then what? Give us, keep going. Yes, I grew up in Virginia, um, ended up going to, to Davidson College. There you go. Um, did you play football? Yes, yeah, so it's a rhetorical I, question. I think you knew the answer to that I one. had I that in my bag. All right, that's cool. What, what, yeah. what position did you play? I played safety, mainly strong safety, but came in originally as a free safety. So, so were you fast? Years. No. That was kind of the, the thing that, that held me back from 
taking the next step. But you could lay the lumber on somebody, huh? That that was more of my job description. I I, I weighed 235 my senior year, so I was a a bigger safety. Yeah, yeah. Better at, you know, hitting the the pulling guard, pulling tackle. so Fullback. We, so. so you're probably 180 now, 185. I'm still tipping over 220. Oh goodness yeah. gracious, yeah. you strong! He's got wow, some, he's got some pipes. He man. is. Look yeah. at him. He's looking good. That's <laughs> a compliment. Uh, uh, a big compliment. You said your best friend went to Davidson and played football. You kind of went together as a package deal. Was that you that said that? Uh, no, that was that not me. you, that was guy. Another, another Davidson football oh, man. guy. Yeah. <laughs> it was. Yeah, you might know him. I yeah, gotta remember who it is. <laughs> Small world. So you go to Davidson. To play football and you stay around town? Yeah, so I mean that was that was not originally the intention. I thought I'd go yeah. back to the DC area. My my entire family still lives in Virginia. Um, but it was easy to come down to Charlotte and interview when I was when I was a student there. So uh, as it happens, a guy that's that's still um as that beacon today, uh, now one of my partners, um, I started talking to him when I was a sophomore there and he oh, was wow. just helping me with my resume, helping getting me connected with different industry professionals and Davidson's a liberal arts school, so you don't go there to become an engineer. Yeah. You kind of go there, and I get more confused. Uh, every year I took more classes, but I you know, I said, hey, I want to talk to somebody that's in management consulting. He put me in contact with them, somebody that want, that's in investment banking, somebody that's in construction, and he just always knew people. And I was like, how do you have this wide array? Like, how's your Rolodex so deep? And he said, well, everybody needs real estate, so just being in the business for a while more people you know yeah yeah um so in 2012 when i graduated beacon had purchased a a large portfolio that uh, afforded another position internally and at that time it was still kind of coming out of the great recession so not a lot of people were hiring especially in the real estate business people were still leaving yeah yeah so i got i got very fortunate uh, that there was an opportunity uh, to work directly for an owner and developer right out of my career with having no real estate experience wow what did you study at davidson Economics. I'm an economics major from another liberal arts school called Chapel UNC Chapel Hill. Okay. Um, they didn't have real estate classes out up there, but I did like economics. Uh, I was more of a micro guy, but now it's more macro, right? Yeah, you're a big picture guy. With what we live with, that's yeah. Right. I'm a visionary. Visionary. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. Um, no. Uh, and, and and Beacon was founded. Uh, one of the main principles is Ed Whitaker. Ed Wiziger and Pete Lash founded Pete the company Lash. in yeah. 1989. Uh, so they've been running it for about 33 years. Ed is more of a, a silent partner role, kind of comes in once a quarter, yeah. talks about strategy, but not necessarily involved in the day-to-day operations, um, but but highly impactful in terms of our vision and strategy. I think that's wonderful. And and my brother, uh, my brother's son played baseball. I think they won the World Series. The the Dixie Youth World Series, Pete's son and my brother's son together. Okay, I did uh, not know which that. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, so, I, and that's something people don't know about Charlotte. That was about four or five years ago. Ask Pete about that. Yeah, John, his son. Yeah. yeah he's uh-huh. a player. My brother said he was a player. He's a player. That's good. So, that was what? Pete, I want to reiterate something. People think when you talk about doing some real estate deal in 12, 13, or 14, like if you got a good deal, it was amazing – that was I was telling somebody the other day. Late thirteen was the was the pinnacle of the bottom. You know, yeah. you were talking about people in twelve were still leaving the industry. Yeah. So I, when uh, you know, people talk to me about how I got started in my career, I got really fortunate because a lot of people left the industry. Oh eight happened. Yeah. So eight, oh nine, ten, eleven people are are bleeding and leaving the industry. So in terms of people that had three, four, five years of experience that would have been kind of ahead of me. 
I, got, I was able to jump right in um, well, to none did, of those people. You didn't know any different. I mean, it's what you came into. I mean, that's yeah. the environment. That, the environment was the environment. I mean, it's just the way it was. And so you pretty much rode it all the way up and out. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, speaking to, you know, when was the bottom, when I kind of yeah. came in, everything has always been kind of going up. So people talk about the Great Recession, and I don't really, you know, I was in, I was in college studying. A whippersnapper. Um, oh, yeah, whippersnapper. <laughs> uh, so I don't have that, that relative nature when people talk about it. And during those years, um, you know, a lot of the, the people that have been in the industry for several cycles used to talk about the time frame from 14 to 18 is like a baseball game. What inning are we in? And everybody was always scared about, hey, when is the next blip going to happen? And if we operated under the guidance of it being a nine-inning baseball game, I mean, nobody would never end up. No, you're right. right. I mean, it was you're right. It was it was a very long, great run until uh, COVID happened, and there's been some disruption, and but things are are still good right now. And where we're at, still good. The southeast. Southeast is great. Uh, there's a an article uh, that came out, uh, I think, in Bloomberg, maybe about a month ago, about the GDP of the southeast relative to the northeast, and they included Texas as in the southeast. Yeah. Uh, and this is the first time and since this stat has been recorded that the GDP for the Southeast is higher than the Northeast. Wow. I did not and know that. net new jobs since uh, since COVID started, two-thirds have located the Southeast versus the Northeast. So it's, it's a good place to be. I don't really care, you know, what industry you're in. But if, if you're living here, if, you own a, if you're a homeowner here, if you're a worker, employee, employer, I think you're in a good spot. I agree. I, I can't. I, I want to. Well, now, now we got the backdrop. We're gonna we're gonna go pay some bills when we come back. I want to dive into the current cycle we think we're in, where we're at, and and what you focus on on a day to day basis. But I do think the jet stream, if you follow weather, is bringing all that opportunity to the southeast. You're listening to at home with Roby. Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial and Services on Trent Hayson from the Roby Family of Companies. If you missed the last couple of segments, go back, check us out. You can get us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, or, or just Google At Home with Roby. i got to say, say uh, I talked to my mother-in-law yesterday. She was talking about oh, last week's show, yeah. Kobe Smith show, said it was a great show. My, uh, my wife's brother's na- last name is Van Shore, James Van Shore. Down in Lagrange, yeah. Georgia, give him a shout out. There you go, Dairy Queen. Uh, yeah, the Dairy Queen guy. I got, I had a, I had a brain uh, mistake for a second, so I wanted to come back. That That's happens. for you, Gigi. That'll happen. Call me out again. That's what we call. That's what we call my mom's. My Gigi. brain gas. Like Leave it, it alone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to get too racy on the radio. Yeah, I know. Be Watch careful. Watch your mouth on here. Be WBT, careful. family friendly. Gigi will come get you. That's it. Yeah, that ain't good. We got Pete Kidwell, Trent. You guys were talking a little bit about real estate, the current environment that we're in on a commercial real estate standpoint. Yeah. And you mentioned something about the jet stream. I thought you were talking about a nor'easter at first, <laughs> but it uh, turns out you were talking about the economy. Yeah, I'm talking about how it picks up all that opportunity and that money and stuff and brings it down and drops it off right before mm-hmm. it hits the ocean. I like it. What I'm talking about. you got to catch it before it gets in that water. you gotta, you got to cast a big net. <laughs> know what you're doing. How to, it's like the dream maker. That's it. The dream, the the dream catcher. The dream catcher, yeah. Dave McGuire, my roommate, freshman year, our COO, he had a dream catcher hanging over his bed. I never caught a daggone dream. Did he really? <laughs> he Hey, he and Pete had the same haircut. And Pete, just so you know, I used to lay in bed and look at his head of hair and 
dream and envy about his head of hair. Uh, he might tackle one of us. And the dream maker uh, failed him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it worked for me. It's like, please <laughs> let me beat this guy in the head department. <laughs> no, I'm Dave. joking, Dave. Never would talk junk about my homie. <laughs> so what do you focus on at Beacon? Uh, so my primary responsibilities for us are new investments in our industrial platform, um, generally in the, the Charlotte market. I, I do cover Greenville Spartanburg for us, but um, as of late, we do. I do, but uh, it's a little bit overbuilt down there right now. So uh, Char- Charlotte has been my primary focus. Really? Yeah. How, what is the net that Beacon casts regionally? We are uh, two offices. We're in Charlotte and Raleigh. We opened up an, uh, a Raleigh office um, about two and a half years ago now, uh, but we have investments in the Carolinas. Um, so Got we've, it. we've done deals in, in Greensboro, um, Charleston, Greenville, Spartanburg. Raleigh and Charlotte. Well, for the audience, just to kind of clarify what you mean by industrial, like what what type of buildings are you talking about? Yeah, distribution warehouses mainly, or yeah, mainly distribution warehouses. We do have some manufacturing buildings. We do have some um, industrial outside storage, which is kind of a, yep. a big buzzword in the space right now. Which is you know a company that does uh, some service work. They got a, 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 a fleet of vans. They do some maintenance on those vehicles. They've got equipment they need to, to load them in. So they got a big outside the storage yard, yard speak, yeah. and they've got a small building they use for maintenance and office yeah. perfect yep yeah so when i was growing up i thought of industrial as industrial That's like kinda, making stuff yeah. machines yeah. and people smokestacks yeah the springs industries sure. and the far yarns and stuff like that and it seems like the evolution of the economy going to to online shopping and stuff like that and now it's a lot of distribution centers is what we know as industrial that's right. Yep. So the su- supply chain, you know, the way the network works. I mean, there's some kind of manufacturing component to whatever the end product is, and if it's a, a, consu- a consumer good or, or even you know something that's built for a, a business, that's going to get manufactured somewhere, and then needs to go into a, a big warehouse, and then generally a small warehouse to to get to the the end user and customer. So the way the network's built out is, is different for every every customer, and it depends on how quickly the inventory needs to get to the the end customer and the geography that they're. Um, kind of catering to so each logistics company um, it has a different strategy so you need to cater a little bit to um, to understand where your market is for those strategies so what's your outlook on the charlotte market uh, the charlotte market is, is great in terms of anything that that's infill right now um, i think that uh, there was a couple deals that happened um, during this cycle that were bigger box deals we like to refer to maybe something 500,000 square feet or over and again to the the everyday um, consumer or person that looks like a, a massive building. I mean, these buildings are 10, 20 acres under roof. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're, they're very large. Yeah. In Atlanta, there's probably 30 to 35 of them that are vacant right now. Um, in, in Charlotte, there are probably five or six that are under construction or being completed. Um, we haven't had as much um, lease up in that, that space as we would have liked to have seen as a market. Um, but all this, the smaller bread and butter deals that are probably 20 to 200,000 square feet those are performing really, really well. Um, so the geographic expanse of our industrial market, um, you know, last cycle would have really just been Mecklenburg County, uh, at the top end of York County in the north side, yeah. and maybe a little bit into Cabarrus County to the northeast, and that has expanded into to Gaston, Iredell, York, even Chester a little bit, and all the way up to Rowan up 85. So we're growing just as you'd see the, the residential experience from, from people developing, um, you know, single-family homes and townhomes. So what what's a bigger driver on industrial warehousing distribution centers 
manufacturing even growth is it is it road transportation being 85 77 these interstates or is it, it our, our rail yard is a very valuable asset for douglas airport or is it the airport I'd say that number one is, is definitely going to be the road infrastructure. So in terms of, of people trying to figure out what their transportation costs is, that is a, if you look at the total expenses for any of our, our customers or tenants, um, they're looking at rent as a very small portion of what they do, but their transportation costs are generally immense. And then they're also looking to be able to cater to a wide network for uh, their employees. So if, you know, if you're six or seven miles inland, from an interstate, and that takes you know 15 minutes to get to because you have a bunch of traffic lights. The way that you're going to be able to recruit to bring people to your operation is vastly different than if somebody is you know a mile away from the interstate. You can just you can reach a lot a lot larger area. People might be willing to drive 20 minutes to work or 25 minutes to work, but once they hit that 30 minutes, they're saying, "Hey, I'm out. I'm I'm going to go look for a d- different job opportunity." So mm. the the access to the the, the road network, um, many, mainly interstates, is probably number one and two and three in the list. Wow. So what ports drive product to Charlotte? I'd say the, the, the port business is probably most focused around the Charleston and Greenville-Spartanburg markets. Um, the, the port, the, the inland port or the, the rail yard at the airport, there's not as much distribution that's centered around that in our market. I mean, that's really a transload operation where it's really getting from one rail spur that's owned by the rail yard and onto another spur. So, uh, you know, a train's coming in from one port. They've got seven different, you know, um, yeah. and, and places they're going to. So they're basically mixing and matching and putting it back on rail, and it's going out. What's happening in the Inland Empire in, uh, in Greenville-Spartanburg is that they're actually taking that, that product off and putting them into um, – into 45 footers you know, yeah taking tractor trailers exactly so it's a little bit different business even though it looks similar from the outside man i never knew that yeah. that's what do you yeah, think about that good. patrick yeah. very good yeah. yeah so uh and the airport that's how our airport works like the rail yard i mean you, you bring a plane from one spot and then people go 20 different directions out of charlotte yeah, which is why good. we're such a strong what american airlines hub right that's right that's right that's, that's a big driver for overall industry in the carolinas i've heard as high as five percent of the GDP for North Carolina, they they put that on us having American Airlines and, and Charlotte Douglas. Wow. Well, we speak speak a lot about how my dad really liked Jerry Orr when I yeah. was growing up. Uh, what about the cargo through the airport? Do you know much about that? Um, you know, I'd say that that is not a huge driver necessarily for our business, but for somebody like Siemens who's going to own their their operation and they're in the industrial space, that you know, there's ripple effects within our industry. If Siemens is here. We need to have suppliers and, and customers that are close, um, but for specifically our customers using um, uh, the, the airport, I don't. We don't have as much of it. Some of the things that are close to the airport, UPS. I mean, they've got some some cargo freight that's going to be taken over the air, but we don't see it as much uh, through some. So, of who space. is your typical customer? Can I mean dive into that a little bit? Yeah, so I'll, maybe I'll just pick out a, a business park yeah. that we have um, right now. So we're, we're, we're in the process of hopefully releasing two buildings down to Carolina Logistics Park. It's down in Pineville. Uh, so we did a, a million-square-foot build-a-suit with Amazon there. Uh, we did yeah, okay. 230,000 square feet for Empire Distributors, their um, uh, beverage distri- distribution, mm-hmm. mainly alcohol, wines, uh, not as much spirits here locally. Uh, then we've got Carolina Foods, so... They're currently on West Boulevard yeah. um, right now. Oh yeah. Yep. And so they're they're moving their their um, bakery, commercial bakery, essentially, down to our park. Um, we've got 
a number of groups that are kind of in the electrical supply and flooring supply space. Uh, we've got a group that does um, some high-end, I'd say, fabrication or with furnaces. And Snyder's Lance is, is yeah. another customer for us down there. Cool. So. Yeah, I heard that that land on West Boulevard over here at South Tryon is pretty pricey these days. Good, <laughs> might be a better return on your investment if you can take that down to Pineville, right? Man, but that's it, right. That's what I heard. And here comes Beacon. We'll save the day. And come on, we got some housing for you. Uh, I'm gonna miss that smell coming off that that intersection though. It always smells good. I don't know. Them breweries smell good too. <laughs> hey. Uh, Pete, we don't have an agenda for this last segment. Will you stick around with us for yes, a few sir, minutes? Yes, sir, absolutely. All right, you're listening to Pete Kidwell dropping knowledge, talking about Beacon Partners on the At Home with Roby show. Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial and Services. I'm Trent Hayson for the Roby family of companies. We are your hosts. This has been a great show, man. It is. Yep. I think we're on a roll. I th- I th- yeah, lots of energy. I think TJ was going to keep playing that all through the segment, which would have been a good background. Let's do a whole segment with the faint background music. Was was that the, the, the Hawaiian Christmas song? Was that what he playing there? I don't know. It's probably going to play it again. Mili Kibiki Mak. Oh, Western Swing. I thought it was Hawaiian. Goodness gracious. You thought you were listening to talk radio, but we trapped you on music. Patrick's dancing. Oh my gosh! Where is that woman that used to film us? Nah, Sarah Strahals. Just kidding. Yeah, she was like, "We're gonna start filming," and then after like two weeks, she's like, oh, "We're not to stop filming." I'm like, "I don't know what y'all got me on edge." I dressed up. I'm still dressing up. I thought we had a fifty-fifty chance of being filmed today because Pete was gonna be here. We're not. We're so. not very. Uh, we're not. We're better radio hosts and TV TV personalities, yeah. especially with this haircut I got. <laughs> we call we call it a highbrow. Yeah, she's doing <laughs> she's doing you a favor, bro. <laughs> Goodness gracious! Hey, Pete, that the brand's uh, Gillette. <laughs> so we still got Pete sitting here. He doesn't know what to do. <laughs> so, Pete, tell us a little bit about your family. Uh, so I just had uh, twins um, four months ago. Uh, congrats, man! That's great. Yeah, thank you. Twin boys, uh, they're fraternal. Then I've got uh, a twenty-month-old son, and then a three-and-a-half-year-old daughter. So, Ooh. so he's one down. He's got one. I think if he drops another t- set of twins, he'd pass me. Yeah, I, th- I think I think we're done. I think we, we've uh, we've agreed. And you're thirty-three. I was still having them at forty-two. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. And you're done? We're done. Yeah. Wow. We're excited. Good. God bless you. Yeah. Thank you you hadn't been able to. I've, I've asked you a couple of times to go on a golf trip with me. You said, hey, look, dude, can I can I have my twins? Yeah. Get get through get through the summer? He's in the yeah. throes. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. so I, I think your time's up, buddy. Time's up. All right. <laughs> Send the ask out. So how are your twins doing? They're great. They started sleeping through the night about two weeks ago. Oh, man. That's um, wonderful. So that, that's big time. And they're starting to, you know. That's why you smile so world. much. Yeah, yeah. No, it's great. Getting man. some sleep, yeah. So what what does fraternal mean? They have the same dad? <laughs> I mean, fatherly, fraternal. They're Lambda Kai's. <laughs> fraternal, they are not identical. Yeah. Oh, not yep, identical. identical. <laughs> yeah. So one will be bald and one will have a stout head of hair. Do you know which one? Not yet, not yet. Both of them are bald right now. <laughs> Ironically, my other son has an incredible head of hair. Yeah. Well, good. That's so good. yeah, if you know any good barber, send him my way. I got him. Well, for Reese was fifteen bucks. He yeah. ain't around anymore. Yeah. And then Ron. Oh yeah, yeah. 
yeah. then I asked Ford, so Reese, older fella, and then Ron, older fella, and then we're looking for a new barber. I said, Ford, my, my son was about six. I said, well, you want to go? We went and tried Ballard's, which I'm talking about, younger group of barbers, kind of old in style. And I said, after that, I said, you want to go try to find another old barber? You want to go with these young guys again? He said, Dad, I think we can go with the young guys for a while. I said, dang, boy, that's pretty good. Well, God bless you and your family. Yeah, thank you very that's much. Wonderful. I appreciate it. We're Man, really got his hands full. How many diapers do you change percentage-wise? Uh, between Carson, my wife, and I? Mm-hmm. Um, I probably, on the weekends, I'm going to do a little bit more, probably over 50%. But but during the week, I mean, she crushes it. Yeah, and we, we it. go through yeah. – 25 to 30 diapers a day right now. Oh, my goodness. It's a big business. It is a big business. Yeah. So you have the three. The Amazon boxes that come to my house. Do you have, three in, yeah, well, yeah, do you have yeah. three in diapers? Three in diapers. You should, be, you should be going the green route and using cloth. Yeah, that's right. I'm disappointed. <laughs> I'll send, I'll send the, the laundry over to your house. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. There you go. That'll be a big bag. Yeah. <laughs> Reagan is going to slap me when I walk in, the, which she won't have heard the show yet. Uh, but maybe yeah. Sunday after church, she'll slap me. You got a few yeah. days to prepare for it. We'll see. I don't yeah. know. I'm going to be gone Sunday. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, baby. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I, I want to be serious for a second. We're talking about yeah. uh, the the new life over here uh pete and his and his growing family god bless you that's wonderful uh, we caught news this morning our dear friend one of my very 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 best friends uh in the world reed harkey harkey tile and stone mm -hmm. the renfro tile and marble family uh went to heaven went to heaven this morning so uh like to take a moment of silence for reed and his family God bless y'all, buddy. We've been doing this show for uh, about eight and a half years now, yeah. and I think uh, Reed had what been on this show four or five times. Yeah, I, I mean, he say. was one of the probably initial guests, huh? S especially uh, when when we were trying to talk about all the trends in custom home remodels and and renovations and new houses. Uh, which early on, that's what less about just general business and stuff, more about that. And he was an expert in that uh, growing up, generational family business guy, third generation like myself. Yeah, I mean, obviously deeply connected to the community through Nary and, and various other things, but j just a wonderful guy. I think he said it earlier. I mean, he just had such a positive outlook on everything, and he, he believed in people. He, he believed in the industry. I mean, just we lost we lost a legend. I mean, we really and, did. And uh, a fighter. I mean, yeah. I was talking to Lenny over there who, who runs her business now at Harkey and does a tremendous amount with us and all our guys love him and know him, which is a testament to Reed oh and his brother gosh. Jeff. Yeah, yeah. Who Jeff's still still here. God God, God bless you, Jeff. Uh but he was talking about, I was talking about how great of a man Reed was. This is months ago. He's talking about how much of a fighter he was. So uh Say a prayer and hug hug those that you love. Yeah. Don't don't take them for granted. And uh, go do the golden rule today. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Carry a smile around on your face. Thank you for being here, Pete Kidwell, and look beacon up. They are strong Charlotte representative. Thanks for listening to At Home with Roby. <laughs>